This is the Music Mentor Podcast. What is going on, my friends? This is Demian, your host of the Music Mentor Podcast, and welcome to episode number 241. Today's episode is a bit strange because I think it's one of those that some of us musicians have dealt with, but it's also something that a lot of non-musicians might find fascinating. And it has everything and maybe nothing to do with mind reading. So if this sounds interesting at all, stick around. So I think a lot of us have been in situations where we've been working with people who need something from us and they need either a recording or a specific performance or a vibe or something along those lines and they don't necessarily know exactly how to vocalize what they're thinking and there are other times where they are pretty confident that they know exactly what they're talking about and there might be factually and obviously I mean this with respect incorrect because it might be saying it might be a certain feel that is not or a certain genre of music that is not, uh, you know, if all things considered or weren't seen from a bit of an objective prism. So the, the reason why I wanted to talk about that today was because uh, recently uh, I got asked to do a recording on percussion and it's one of those things where you are going back and forth with either the artist, management, a producer, or whatnot, and you might not see eye to eye, and eventually we figured out what the artist wanted. But at some point it, it, during that process, I started thinking about times in the past where I have been not given the proper direction like these, these uh, people ended up doing. And we, we, I finally understood what they wanted. So I remember how a lot of times I've had to basically read the minds of the people that are, that basically that are, that are hiring me to do this. And I encourage you to, for, first and foremost, if you're a musician that you're struggling with this or you find yourself sort of criticizing people for not knowing you know, what they want or they, you make fun of them because they want, you know, something swung and then they tell you that it's straight or something like that and it's the opposite. I encourage you to think of about, about a few things and I guess this is the main point of this episode to sort of help you keep your ego in check and this goes for myself as well. So first things first, when we are providing a service and we're being hired to do something, the boss is the boss, and we need to be basically customer service, right? Like the customer is never wrong, and we need to do everything that we can to fulfill whatever need they have. They're coming to us for a reason. You can judge it or not. I encourage you not to judge it, but the, the, the fact of the matter is you're there, we're there, we're getting that gig or we're getting that call for whatever reason, and we must do the best job that we can so that we help their artistic vision come to life. 
And one quick side note. There's one thing that you should never, ever forget is that most of the time your gigs are going to come from a recommendation. Somebody recommended you as a player or you somebody heard about you and you know they, they vetted you, so to speak, or they checked with somebody to see if you were reliable or whatnot. So try to always keep in mind that if you're not going to behave, so to speak, and do your best for yourself, keep in mind the person that recommended you And if, even if it has to be this fake, almost avatar, imaginary person, because sometimes we need that extra push to kind of not make it about ourselves, and we need that umph, so to speak. So again, to quickly review, first, we need to honor the vision of the artist and feel grateful that we are in the mix and we're in the call and we're in the conversation and that we are getting hired to do this. That's a pretty big deal. And that, that, that is something that, like, especially, like, if you live here in L.A., people all over the world would die to be in L.A. doing a session. So always keep that in mind. Regardless of if you do it at East West Studios or you do it at somebody's house, it doesn't matter. You're in L.A., for example. So be grateful about that. Again, even though it was a little bit of a caveat, I encourage you to, to keep in mind, <clears throat> excuse me, that you were recommended and that if you're not going to do it for yourself and be the best you can do, or be the best that you can be, do it for, for the person who recommended you. The third thing I will mention is that if we continue to, I mean, you're listening to this music mentorship podcast for a reason. You found this, which meant that you have the humility to want to learn and uh, want to grow. <clears throat> wow, excuse me. Want to grow. Um, and... Part of that has to do with being flexible, adapting, and trying to basically learn the most out of every possible scenario in every situation. And these uncomfortable, annoying situations can be one of those that you pull through and it can be practiced so that when a bigger artist, you know, whatever that means, or somebody that you really want to work with, let's say your dream is to work with Taylor Swift and you find yourself in the studio with Taylor Swift, Well, you would have known how to work with people that might not know exactly what they need or what they want, and you can have that conversation with them and try to read their mind, basically. So more than telling you how to read their mind, I'm telling you that you're gonna, you might be put in these situations. So that, uh, that's another um, thing for you to keep in mind. Another recommendation or reminder is that you and I have spent a lot of our times dissecting music, perfecting you know, specific genres, which obviously never happens, but you know what I mean, like trying to be well-versed in many styles and you know the difference between a cumbia and thrash metal or heavy metal or power metal or bossa nova or bayao or, you know, afoche and bembe and whatever style of music festejo, you name it. You've spent a lot of time working on that as a musician. Maybe a manager, an A&R person, a you know, record label executive, somebody that works on their marketing or whatever, they might not be as well-versed as you because they haven't spent that much time and maybe they don't have that interest. So what you need to do is perhaps lower your expectations that everybody should know every style of music at all times because... That's what you think you do or we think we know. So I encourage you to kind of 
sort of bring your guard down and sort of check your ego at the door and realize that not everybody is as good as you uh, as far as knowing so many styles. And last but not least, what I will say as far as actually trying to understand these people is that the name of the game is trying to be empathetic, musically speaking. So you need to put yourself in their shoes and try to know exactly what it is that they want when they say, oh, this sounds like, you know, I want it to sound like a football, not a basketball or something like that. Or I want it to sound blue, not green. You need to try to put yourself in their shoes artistically. Is it a matter of a texture, a tonality? Is it a matter of articulation? Is it maybe they're saying something like, you know, it's, it reminds me of the color white or whatever, for whatever reason. And it might have to do with the song kind of sounds like the Beatles, but the Beatles from the White Album and not the Beatles from Abbey Road. So maybe that's why they see white. Or, you know, somebody, something sounds like to them like a bossa nova and you're trying to figure out like, well, the, nothing about this is bossa nova. I'm playing like a metal song or something like that. But you hear a bunch of shakers and maybe to them, the texture of the shakers remind them of a bossa nova that they're used to hearing and they're absolutely correct. So you need to almost like have this like process by elimination thing where you're this like this musical detective where you have to try to find what the hell it is they're talking about. And the more open you are to that, the more you might be able to read this sort of deeper layer, whether they're articulating it the way that you want them to articulate it or not. The point is that they're articulating it. So have fun as much as you can with it. Now, if you're on a deadline and you're getting frustrated and stuff like that, take this opportunity to work on your patience, for example. And, and, and as much as you're working for them, have the song and this situation work for you, for you to be more patient, for you to be more open, more intuitive, more, you know, develop your listening skills. And yeah, if you have to guess, then maybe guess, but that's all part of the process. And I think you owe it to yourself to be open, to be flexible. And I guarantee you that the more you do that, the more work you're going to have and the more it's going to speak about you as far as what you are willing to do and give. And, you know, instead of just saying like, well, I'm only going to give you two corrections, give as many as you need if you can, just to be in the mix, no pun intended, and obviously continue that, that cyclic circle, not to be redundant, of giving to the music and whatever it gives to you and working. Because at the end of the day, that's something that we need to do. As always, I want to thank you all for listening. <clears throat> if you don't mind dropping a review on Apple Podcasts or make a comment, um, give it a good old five-star rating because it helps people find the podcast. And I'm trying to do more and more and more. So for the next few weeks, I'm going to do a bunch of interviews. I'm going to interview people that are not musicians, all kinds of people from... I don't want to tell you who I'm going to interview. So... What I'll say is that in a couple of weeks, I'm going to have one of my former teachers and I'm waiting for a couple of other people, but I'm very excited about bringing you something completely different. As always, if you have suggestions or you have um, somebody that you want to nominate to be on the podcast, that would be lovely. And as always, I used to do this at the very beginning of the podcast, but I'm going to try to do it a little bit later now that I'm done. I want to thank the wonderful companies that I endorse. Zildjian Cymbals, LP Percussion, Vader, Drumsticks, Remo, Drumhead, Gibraltar Hardware, Simpad Accessories, Yucca Tape, Kala Brand, U-Bases, and last but not least, 
ultimate ears, in-ear monitors, my dear friends. And if you're looking to purchase anything UE-related, if you want in-ear monitors, the best in the game, or you want earbuds, or you want whatever you want, uh, you know, wireless or, or, or Bluetooth speakers, which are incredible. I have the Mega Boom 3, and it's just insane. Look no further. Check out their website, and if you're ready to pull the trigger and buy, 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 what you have to do is email my friend Joe Lester, who works at Ultimate uh, Ears. You email him at ultimateaudiojoe at gmail.com. You give him the code DA20, DA as in Demian, Arriaga, 20 as in 20, and you will get a 20% discount across the board, all products at checkout or however he does it. Thank you so much for listening. This was the Music Mentor Podcast.